Hey, what's going on, family? What's going on, family? This is your boy, Santa Kamal, Crown Heights Finest, the mayor, the pastor. I'm with my man, my God, the right-hand man, king himself, the man with the sauce. What's up, y'all? This is your co-host, Rakan Gina Well, on The Real World Show. Um, we thank you for, for watching. We thank you for supporting. Shout out to everybody that's been watching us from the very beginning. Shout out to everybody that's still supporting us after all this time. Shout out to everyone that watched us on TV last week, Thursday. Again, we're going to be on TV every Thursday at 4 o'clock. So when the kids come home, when you set them down to do their homework, put them right in front of the TV so they could listen to Ricard and Sanders in the real world. And anybody else who's on this show just visiting, just watching, you know, just let us know. And we got a special guest with us today, the man of the hour. Introduce yourself, brother. How you guys doing today? It's AJ. Glad to be here. Shout out to AJ for coming out to the show. Shout out to everybody that's watching today. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Um, we just like to take the time out to thank everybody that supported the YouTube, supported the um, the Instagram, supported the TV show that helped us to get this far. Right, Sanders? That's a fact. Without you, it wouldn't be no us, definitely. So, um, real quick, AJ, tell them a little bit about yourself. They, some people know you from the first season. You was out here in season two, but tell them about yourself right now. Yeah, um, AJ stands for Agatha you know, well, you know, young black kid in America, of course. Uh, Called my brother, older brother, uh, you know, uh, work. Uh, definitely make music, go by AJ Ron. I actually just dropped a project Friday called Dial. So I have a streaming service. If you want to go listen to that and support me, go ahead, check it out. Let me know how it sounds. Uh, you can follow me on any social media, AJ Ron. That's A-J-R-H-Y-M-E. And yeah, that's pretty much all. Speaking about that mixtape, um, yesterday when I was working, I was playing that mixtape in the car, and a couple of people, um, they shazammed it, and then there was like, oh, that there was feeling there, so that's what's up. Um, what was your inspiration for this mixtape? Because you got a few mixtapes out, you've been consistent with the music, so what makes you so passionate about music, and what keeps you still going? Because I know you have a, like a regular 9 to 5, but you still into music, so it seems like music is your passion, so what got you still loving the music yeah um, definitely just getting back into that mode of creativity that's what drives me um for a while i've just been working and then continuing my education with my masters and i was like you know what let me take a break this summer and really get back into my music into my craft and i felt like you know i was just getting into a rut so even when this project you can see that it's, it's showing that struggle between the one side where you know you're just in your everyday life working versus the struggle of still trying to follow your dreams and everything like that and still trying to make it from where you were to where you are now so um, that's why the cover if you look at the cover is one side is black and one side is white it's like you're stuck in that black and white and you're trying to cross over to that light side of okay let me try to you know follow my dreams and reach for that star reach for that moon that i see that's out of my grasp and try to get to it so that's what still inspired me um and this project i feel like i put a lot of work into it it's actually like, I would say my last project it was Noir. It's more, you know, focused on relationship stuff mm. that I was going through, the, le the lessons that I learned from that, and just growing through it. But this one was more just about me and life and everything I've been through, and just talking about stuff like, like certain lessons and just passing on certain knowledge and wisdom onto other people too. So that, that's why I like about this project the most. Mm. It was one song, um, shoulda, woulda, coulda, future and. Adele, a.k.a. Constance. Yes, yeah, my sister. Shout out to Constance. Um, I see you guys have a couple songs set together. I think yeah. that should have, would have cut, should have been the single. That song is, song goes hard. Oh, that's the next single. That's the next I, single. I, you got to do a video for that, man. Do something real romantic. Yeah. Shoot in the restaurant or something. But what was your inspiration for that song? Because I know a lot of us nowadays, we go through relationships and we wish we could have, should have, would have did things different. But at the same time, it is what it is. So... What made you, what was your inspiration for that? It's real funny because I, I got a friend, her name is Nicole, and she listens to my project and she like, that's her favorite song. Like, like absolutely, she loved my sister's voice on it. Um, like, the way that it is, um, the, the, the subject matter, everything. I told her, um, it's actually kind of like a part two to a, a song I wrote years ago, put out, called uh, We Should Be Together. And then, so this one is called Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. And then, well, it's actually called Kissed You, because mm -hmm. that's what I coulda, woulda, shoulda done. Yeah, but it's uh, really... Is it about a girl in particular? Um, you know, it could be... 
ain't to any girl, but it, it, it was about. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna front. It was about a particular girl at the time. Um, you're not you know, trying to say, right? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I just, I just realized, you know, it could be applied to many, to, to many of them. Um, but, but like, yeah, uh, at the time, you know, definitely, you know, like I said in the song, like, it, it was like one of those things where, you know, you vibe with somebody so well, and and, and things are going so great, and it's like, but then it's like you just miss your opportunity. And then after that, the person is just gone. It's like, wow, like, I, I, sh- I should have did this, I could have did this, and uh, what would have happened if I did do this? Like, and then you just missed that chance. So, and I, that's just me talking about all that and throughout the whole track and about every part, you know, and, and just pouring my heart out with that one. So, uh, coming from a real place, so I feel like that's why a lot of people probably like it and resonate with it. Yeah, facts. And what else songs on the album do you like besides that one? Uh, definitely, um, the first track, the intro, I definitely like because like that beat, I made it myself, mm-hmm. this is myself. I feel like that show off my versatility and it's like sets the tone. Uh, definitely like 1991. That's that's the year I was born. Uh, mm-hmm. Just talking about you know, the the first lines in that is like Christmas baby. I've been feeling bitter lately. And somebody asked me like, is that something you was just saying? Is that a punchline or is that how you been feeling? I'm like I'm like listen, you know, I I don't lie in my raps. Like yeah, you know, this this time you just feel like you're going through a rut. Same thing every day to day. Like you start feeling bitter. Like yo, like. No lies in your verses. <laughs> no, nah, no lies. I, I, I always put the truth out there. I'm like, you know what? You, yeah, you know, you don't do the same thing every day. Then you start to feel like, yo, you get a little bitter. Like, is this, this is what I want to do? Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? So it's like, it's like, yo, you know, feeling like you, you was born at a certain time, a certain gift, a certain day. It's like, you feel like you're meant to do something more. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, I am meant to do something more. So let me uh, show them why. And I, that's why I like that song a lot. And I actually spent a lot of time mixing that song and trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't even get the hook that's on it until like the week of. Like uh, that's that's how hard I was going for that song. When was the last time you performed? The last time I performed. It's been a while. I'm not gonna lie. But do, do you want to start performing? Of course. Uh, last time I performed, I would say was like last year. It was actually like a, a SDA open mic. It was like a song called Sins of the Sun. Okay. That song was gonna be on this project, but I I wanted to save it for another project. But that's but but that's the last um track that I performed and. It had good reception. It was a very real song, um, very real reception to it. I actually wanted to perform tomorrow at uh, at this, but it's a program called The Pursuit, which uh, happens. Um, at, well, now they moved it to Brooklyn, so uh, you can follow them on Instagram, The Pursuit. Um, so definitely come out there uh, if you want to see me perform tomorrow night. Um, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, it's beautiful. You were saying this had a track together. I know. Um, how was it working together on the track recently, you two? Uh, Sanders is a beast, man. Like Sanders came out, and, and like he he was just saying, "Yo, when we gonna make a track, man? When we gonna do this?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm ready right now. What's up?" And he was ready. Like I, I was like, "Oh damn!" Like a lot of people, they they, they always tell me, "Oh, y'all ready to make a track?" And you said, and I'm like, "I right, come through." And then I gotta sit there like an hour waiting for them to write two bars. I'm like, "Come on, man! I thought you were ready." Like but Sanders was ready. Like he came, he he we stepped on the mic and he just and he just went in. So like and then like I had a beat already. Sanders rapped on it and I had a verse already and then like a hook came to me because you know one thing Santa's love saying is king so I'm like ah you know I think this will be kings mm-hmm. and then like so that, that's what I made the hook like this is what it takes to be a king grinding hard living out your dreams even when it seems you know and then like so it just came out just flowed like that and then I'm like all right so well, hopefully you know we can shoot a video for that get that out to the people but it's a very inspirational track you know Santa's you know the man of God so definitely uh, you know God touched on that track right there you know uh, definitely no cursing, no nothing like that. Definitely, it's, it's definitely. Inspir- inspirational words on that track. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, me personally, I, 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 um, I, I, I don't hate on people who do curse. I would recommend that people don't curse, but I feel like everybody expresses themselves, um, every way in regards to their experience of what they experience in life. Um, it's just that you know, for me, it's just you know, just want to just bring that positive, um, lamplight and show guys listen. We can do we can do different we can be different and everything like that so definitely i'm with that 100 yeah, yeah it, 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 i'm not gonna lie like it's, it's hard to not like curse on some, on some of the raps and everything but i try to like a lot of my tracks I, like i cut it down and sometimes when i want to do it no more so i Facts. proud of myself for, for that even like the n-word like i cut it down as much as possible Facts. Like, like so it's 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 it's, it's, it's Show the growth over the years of That's how I've been able to write and everything. I like mean, that. yeah, bro. I used to cursing my back in the day before <laughs> I was into God. I was cursing my rhymes, calling this and uh, 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 all that too. So definitely. But one thing I don't know if one of one of, one of my favorite rappers, Rock Kim, like 
like I think the most he ever said was nigga in his rhyme, but he don't curse in his in his rhymes, basically. Mm. So. But Rakim's a five percent, I believe. Yeah, facts. So he doesn't curse in his rhymes, but yeah. he's one of the nicest lyrical geniuses and everything like that. So definitely. It seems like, like there's a lot of talented people amongst us, especially within our church, our SDA community. But it yeah. seems like the church looks down upon rap, especially. I remember. <laughs> I remember back in February when we was having a, a youth day, the day I preached, and my brother was performing, him and Benry, was you performing by yourself? That was me and Benry, yeah. Yeah, you, you and Benry, and then the people who was in charge of sound thinking they kept cutting the sound <laughs> Yeah, a couple That's times. Crazy. And then some people even walked out like, no, not in this church, not in this That's church. That's some Kirk Franklin dream. Mind you, the song was called Blessed. Like, you know, the song was just talking about, wow, while, you know, just feeling like how you bless. Like, I actually started off like, you know, I feel blessed, I feel, I feel blessed, why am I so stressed, you know, I, and, you know, talking about, you know, I woke up stressed, but like, why am I feeling so, so stressed when I, when God gave me all these things and everything like that, and uh, even the hook is saying, you know, I feel, I feel blessed, God bless me, yeah, it's like, you know, like, it's a positive message, positive song, you know, but I don't know, people just don't like the type of medium that rap is, and then it just automatically got this preconceived notion about it, but it's like, nah, like, I'm using my talents to praise the Lord in this, in this way, like, I know, I'm smart enough to know not to like say any type of wild stuff in church or curse in church or whatever That's like that. And I'm performing something, I'm gonna make sure it's something that has to do with that. You know, I'm that versatile with it. But um, yeah, it was unfortunate. You know, I heard some things that people were saying or whatever. But like nobody ever addressed me about it. So it's what it be is. Reason why. But the thing is that, like I said, I like it. I like it. I feel like this is where it's at. Um, right now, um, Christian um, hip hop is um, dominating. Shout out to my man Lecrae, Tadashi, um, The Truth. Show Baraka. Um, there's a lot of people who are actually doing the My man Second Life, who's watching as well too. Also, man, some, I send my condolences to your to your family at this time. I know you lost your father, man. We with you. We stand with you, 100%. Pity for it all day. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to him and everything like that. Yeah, man. But that's that's one thing I never really liked. The fact that every time the youth is doing something different, like the yeah. the, the the older folks always get upset. Like one thing that my church did that that I still say never has been done, we did the Cypher Sabbath, where we did a whole sermon with like four people, and then we re wrapped out the whole sermon. Wow, that was dope. We gotta bring that back, the Cypher Sabbath. I think so. That's what's up. Yeah. With that one hundred percent. Yeah, man. What y'all think about what's going on in Haiti? Like I heard it's crazy out there, like for the riots. Cause okay, for those that don't know, um, a lot of there's there's unrest in Haiti, um, a lot of rioting and protesting due to the fact that the government is trying to raise the taxes on the gas. The reason why the government is trying to raise taxes on gas is so that they can be able to afford other stuff to rebuild the country's infrastructure, but then the people feel like they're already poor, they already have less. So to overcharge them more based on something that they don't have at all is almost like killing them. So what do you guys think about that? I think it's unfortunate in regards to um, just the reaction. I think that they could use other means uh, of peaceful way of protest other than um, <clears throat> other than burning and killing people and threatening people. Um, they've been ca they've been some casualties. There've been some casualties, yeah. There've well, been some casualties also too. You know, people like you know that are foreigners are afraid and everything like that. I feel like we could do better in, in, in expressing ourselves. And I feel like Jovenel, he, he means well. Jovenel's uh, the president? He's the president, yeah. He means well. He wants to do the best that he can. He came from a situation with kind of mess up. Actually, Sweet Mickey actually left um, the country, went to the Dominican Republic because his family life was on. Um, it's in danger and everything. I feel like we could just do. But I uh, thought Sweet Mickey did, did a good job. No, he did a good job. It's just that, you know, because of the mere fact of that he's with, you know, he was the one that endorsed. The president, the candidate that we have now, mm. you know, so you know. So the president that they have now is not good. No, he's good. He's good. I mean, he's he's doing work, but like you know, when you when you when you're doing good, you know, for example, you're gonna have um, the elites. You know, Haiti has its elites, where you know what I'm saying they don't want um, Haiti to progress. You know what I'm saying? The the, the bourgeois. So it, it seems like every single time a president leaves office, they have to leave the country. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Haiti's a is a is a is a is, is something else. But like I said, you know, we just need to do a little bit more, more better. Because you know, in the United States and Canada, 
We're dominating when it comes to the nursing field. We're dominating when it comes to politics. We're dominating when it comes to entertainment. We're dominating when it comes to music and art. I just feel like, you know, it's it's a mindset thing, you know, and we as a younger generation, we have to change the mindset of, of, of the people, you know what I'm saying? Because something gotta give, something gotta change. So those images that we're seeing, it's really um, heartbreaking, it's very hurtful, and um, we, we gotta do a little bit more better, you know what I'm saying? So they raising like prices on the gas or just taxes, you said? They implemented a tax on the gas, so the price went up. Um, but they said recently um, there's been a, a suspension of the raising tax to just to get the people to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Like, so I guess that's where they are with it right now. That's a fact. Like, that's like, especially governments that get their money from elsewhere, like, they always got to tax the people to get their money. I guess. That's what happens when you got an infrastructure that's like that or like the government with like the history that's, you know, very unstable. It's going to be things like that. And the people, you know, especially the poor, are going to feel like, you know, the only way, other ways to do is to protest. Some people, unfortunately, riot and commit. I just saw a video on Facebook, like, a Henry, shout out to Henry, he's here, like, he shared a video saying, like, that's crazy, he was just at that gas station where, you know, a bunch of damage is going on that and everything like that's that. That's crazy. So I'm like, man, so just seeing those visuals, it's, it's sad to see, um, but you know, there's a lot of unrest going on over there, a lot of frustrated people on both sides, so, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, they can come together and find a solution, you know, I pray for that. Thanks. Especially since... Our pops is out there, you know. Yeah, how's he doing out there? Yeah, I spoke to him. I think this morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's so be, let's be connected. Yeah, he was telling me about everything that was going on, man. So that right there is crazy. I mean, I heard about the soccer team boys that stuck in that cave. Yeah, I heard um they they they, they got most of them out. I heard. Yeah. I did they even got stuck in that cave? How they got stuck though? I don't know. If anybody know how those Kids and stuck, right? Got stuck. Just let us know how, cause we don't even know how those kids got stuck. I forgot. I think Thailand, right? Facts. And there was a billionaire that said that he's willing to build a a little mini submarine to help them get out of there. Wow. Yeah, I forgot which billionaire. That's true. But how did they get stuck? Then that's the thing. I don't know, but I heard that it's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. Like a a rescue diver actually died trying trying to get out. Wow. So yeah, so like you basically risking your life to save the life of other people. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, next topic I wanted to basically bring up was this: um, the Lakers situation with LeBron. Yes. Um. What's your stance on that? I'll let AJ go first on this one. Like, well, you know, I'm not really a big. Like all LeBron fan, but you know I pay attention to the situation because it's hard not to. But like, I mean, I guess he figured it's time to make a move. No matter what, he was he probably felt like he was always gonna go to the finals in the East. So he was like, you know what, let me go somewhere. Probably I could take a little break. Cause I, I was even saying it when I was watching the playoffs last year. I'm like, man, he should just lose to the Celtics, man. You don't want to go through that embarrassment of losing to the finals. But Celtics couldn't even close the deal. So he's like, man, I can't even trust these guys to beat me out here. I gotta. Go somewhere where he probably gonna take me out when I need to. But I mean, he probably feel like he could build things out there. He like he said he loved the weather. His kid gonna be going to school out there. He has a house out there. You know, unfortunately, you know some racists did what they did to it last year. But um, what what did they do? Oh, when they like wrote the N word on, on yeah, the yeah, property. facts, facts, yeah. facts, facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he got that taken care of and everything. But you know, he got a house. You know, you know a lot of rich people they love that community over there. Even Jay Z live out in LA now. Yeah, man. Like, they Jay, you left us, man. You left us. So his, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, so I mean, uh, it'll probably be fun for you know the Lakers nation, you know, to, to enjoy LeBron. You know, he's 33, 15 years in the league, still going. You know, yeah. That's crazy. Facts. But like um, I think it'll be some good competition. But they need some pieces around him. Like he's not gonna just come in and turn around. I, 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 I know they got Rondo and everything like that. Oh, they need better. better that's a fact. But um, Rondo and Golden State's doing phenomenal. I think Golden State's gonna basically. Shut it down, period. That's what I think. And they got Lance Stevenson. Shout out to Brooklyn. <laughs> Shout out to Cody Allen. Lance Stevenson where? On the Lakers. Yeah, Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that should be interesting because we know that um him and LeBron used to go back and forth and they had that whole blowing in his ear thing and that wow. other stuff that used to have. Shout out to everybody on the check-in. Shout out to Cynthia. Shout out to Thorley. Shout out to Eric that's always watching. Um, Shout out to everybody that's just been supporting and watching. Shout out to everybody that's watching right now. 
share the video, like, drop a comment. We see you. Um, and what I think about that whole LeBron situation, I feel like, I don't know. A lot of people, they disrespect LeBron because they say he, he's a flip-flopper. Like, one minute he's in he's in Cleveland, then he goes to Miami. He has his whole press conference for Miami. Some people thought it was corny. Then after that, he went back to Cleveland. Then he left Cleveland again. Some people feel like he messed up the team by getting rid of a lot of good players or having issues with good players. And then he gave mediocre players, well, he helped mediocre players to get big contracts. Then when it was time for those players to step up, they couldn't step up. So some people feel a way about that. And then they feel like he's always bandwagon hopping. Like he jumped to L.A., I guess. I feel like him going to L.A. is more like a business move. As in like L.A. is, you know, Hollywood. That's where he could get the most endorsements. Since he signed to L.A., the ticket prices have gone up, things of that nature. So it's more like a business move. Like if you look at it, all the people moved out to L.A., Kanye, Jay-Z, um, Dr. Dre is out there, Drake is out there, you know. Oh, Jake was out there too? Yeah, Jake got a house, I think, in Calabasas or the Hidden Hills, something like that. So it's a lot of them out there. Like, almost everybody's out there. Yeah, New York is where it's at. Wow. So, okay, one thing I give to LeBron, I know likes to get props to him about, like, you know, a lot of athletes, especially, you know, these heroes that people choose. But, like, you know, one thing about him, he never got into no trouble off the field that's or off the fact. court, I should yeah, say. Like, you know, he never got into running with the cops, never heard no story about and, him. And he's always getting back to the community. Always getting back to the community. Always. Like, never cheated. Oh, no, you never heard no stories about him cheating. Never heard no stories about no secret kids, no nothing like that. You, mm-hmm. you know, he, like, he got a real good image, you know, but people, you know, despite people, what people might say about him on the court and anything like that, you know, it's like he's a good person, so. No, he's he, a great player, he, he, does, he, he does his thing, you know, so I got to give him props for that, you know. He, yeah. He does, he does great on and off the court. We could say that about LeBron. He's not a bad person. It's just, I guess, in regards to him, he's chasing those rings, you know. It's a fact. And we can't blame Golden State neither with the super team because LeBron and them started that whole super team stuff with him, Bosh, and Wade. That's a fact. They started that super team stuff. I think, I think with LeBron, I feel like LeBron's a real one. You know, he put up videos of him, listen to hip hop when things. What's getting crazy within the black com- com- community? He's one of the few people that said something about it, you know. And he does a lot of behind the scenes work. He he helped his friends to own businesses. A lot of things that like the average person in position of power doesn't really do. So shout out to LeBron for that. In regards to him playing basketball, I think he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like he 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 fought very hard and vigorously to go to the um, the uh, the finals, you know what I'm saying? It was just LeBron and his servants, and he got put by a team, and that's mm-hmm. the reality of it. You have to have a team. And I know for a fact with Golden State, I'm going with Golden State because the bench is on point, nothing but shooters, and the starters, it's over. So yeah. we're going to see if uh, the Lakers are going to actually win a chip. So what team do you think LeBron could have did better on besides the Lakers, guys? I think he would have been on the 76ers. Oh, my goodness. They had another one, too. And look out for Boston, too. There's another team, too. Yeah, Boston, 76ers. Those are some good teams, yeah. I think he should have stayed on the East. He could have did. I think he could have did way better in Philly or Boston. But the thing is, Philly and Boston, like, I guess to him, they want to pop in places to to, to be. You understand? Plus, his kids go to school in L.A., and you, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to move his family out to Boston or Philadelphia. So I can understand that. Cleveland, maybe, because Cleveland is his hometown. Miami, Miami's nice. It's hot, nice weather, nice houses, nice beaches. But I guess Philly and and Boston was slow for him. So he picked L.A. I mean, can't hit on the dude. If I was, if I was rich, man, and I was close to retirement, I'd go to L.A. too. <laughs> I've been to L.A. It's, it's not that, that bad. And traffic out here is horrible, too. I like LA because of the weather, man. The weather, the places, the people, everything's expensive. That's, that's crazy, but you know, LA is beautiful, man. The one time I went, it was nice. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the next trend, the topic that we also have in mind, too, is um, the, 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 the man 
who loses his job amid an alleged racial conversation at the neighborhood pool. I want to ask, what's going on with that? Why is it every time a black person is in an area, white people are always calling cops? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, there was this lady that called the cops on his girl for selling water in front of her house. What? Yep. That yeah. One. So now. Yeah, yeah, with the couple that was leaving a, a house, I think it was like an Airbnb, and they called the cops on them thinking they was robbing the house. What? Yeah, that happened. Damn, like, it was just stringing them in the news. They're power, bro. That's why they're acting like this. Yeah. Somebody was about to call the cops on my wife the other day for, for parking it in the driveway in front of our house. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they called. I'm kidding, they called the building owner and everything. Like, oh, there's a car here. You gotta move it. You gotta move it. How, how did she act after that? She was tired of course, she came, she rang the dude's bell. <laughs> I was like, yo, chill. Then he wrote a letter and put the letter on her car. So I took the letter off of her car and put it back on their car. <laughs> wow. Then ironically, this is how karma works. We went to a laundry mat down the block, and as we was pulling out the laundry mat, guess who stepped in front of the car? The same neighbor. And he was scared out of his mind, like, he didn't know what to do. like. Literally, they're caught in headlights. Like, he was right in front of the headlights. And then she was like, you see, he did that to himself. Now, he over there looking scared. And I'm like, let that man be, man. Let him live his life. That's a fresh life. But yeah, like, you know, I live in a neighborhood where there's not that many black people. So, you know, people move different around here. Facts. I'm just to be extra careful, too. So, when I'm sitting on the stoop, I don't get stopped by cops either. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like when I lived downtown Brooklyn, I used to be... Not scared, but like I used to sit on the stoop, but I used to feel uncomfortable. Like I used to walk to the gym mm. by by Fulton Ave, and then I would walk back, and you know I have my hoodie on because I'm coming from the gym, and people would just move out the way or just cross the street, like they would crazy. just get out the way. That's crazy. And I'm like, okay, and I'm like, yo, they, it doesn't they, even. They, they, they're scared of us, man. Yeah, and I was used to growing up. Where like everybody hang out outside, everybody know each other. Like you might not be cool, but everybody knows each other. When I lived on that block, it was like, just come home, go in your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's real. That's real. I used to have to meet a lot when I was younger, especially when I was like 19. And my first car that I got was like a two-door car, a little Toyota Celica, and it was like probably like a 2002 car, but it, it looked it looked like it could pass for 06 or whatever. Every time I go through a checkpoint, cops. Let everybody go. As soon as they see me, like, nah, go to the left, go to the right. And, like, I was getting crazy tickets for everything. I'm like, man, you guys just hold to be here from, like, all the way to sundown. Like, every time I got to a point, I had to avoid these. But I went to court to fight one, and the judge even saw it, too. Like, that's the one thing, like, you know, some there's, there's some judges and some police officers, some of them that, like, understand, like, the mistakes of the others. Because, like, the, the judge was looking at them like, yo, why you pulling them over? Oh, you know, it was random. Like, how was it random? Like, you know, there'd be three people, like... All right, so what number was that? Oh, I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't the one that pulled him over. Like, looking at him, shaking his head. Like, you know, he's not guilty. You know, so they know, like, yo, you, you can't explain your actions. Like, don't even bring it to me over here. But out there, some of them, they, they forget, you know, these officers or, like, people, they forget, like, you know, outside that world, like, you, you're a human being too, you know? Just like everybody else, everybody got the same rights. And they'll, they'll just act like, you know, they have more rights to something than you. Like, you try to go somewhere, like, oh, you don't belong here. You know, I'm gonna try to call the cops. So you can't do this here. Like they make the rules or they control things. So it's unfortunate, man. Mm. I guess that's the privilege that they feel, right? <laughs> they said that the fact that you won't acknowledge white privilege is a testament of white privilege. That's real. But they said that the reason why white privilege is allowed is because the black man doesn't do anything to stand up against it. I was listening to David Banner this morning. He was on Vlad TV. Shout out to Vlad TV. And he was saying basically how Obama allocated for $12 million or $24 million for the Jewish people for those that was displaced during the Holocaust. But he said that America did not cause the Holocaust, so why didn't give them money? He said that here we are as, as black folks, and nobody ever allocated for us to get any reparations at all until they have no reparations he's and he said it's because we don't have a country like we don't have a place to go back to even africa is our country but africa is ran by the colonists mm. sanders yeah, that shit right there is crazy sanders is tired he was that a long day bro like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro just oh, man this torso seven is killing me but shout out to sanders he got a job <laughs> 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 
killing me. My bad. I apologize for that. Please forgive me for that. 100%. I definitely ought to be um, alert. But um, it's a lot of hard work, but we're doing what we got to do. Forgive me for that. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Um, going back to what y'all was saying. What y'all said again? I'm sorry. We was talking about... I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we was talking about... Sorry about that. We was talking about how Obama, he gave restitutions to the Jewish people for all those that was affected by the Holocaust. Oh, he did uh, that? Yeah. They, David Bannerwood was talking about it on live TV. This is recent? I mean, when he was in office. Yeah, facts, 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 But facts. then they said that, how come us as black people, we still haven't gotten anything back? We haven't well, gotten We need to get something back. And they were saying because black people will have no country to defend them. They'll deal with like how if something happens to a Russian, Russia's going to step up. If something happens to a Chinese person, China's going to step up. So like, even if an American goes to some place and something happens to, to to an American, they're going to lobby for the, the, the government is to do something. Or like the government is going to either try try to do peace talks or send a chopper to go pick them up. But let, let's say if something happens to a Haitian person, let's just say something happens to a, a Nigerian person, who's coming for them? That's a fact. Who's coming to save them? Like, you know? And even Africa have been colonized by a lot of different countries that's and a, fact. a lot of people other than Africans run Africa. And that's, that's the sad fact. part. Yeah, they call it that colonization. You know, some of the blame be on us sometimes because a lot of times, you know, we, we don't stick together as much as we should. You know, there's a lot of division within our own people, especially with the different ethnicities saying different countries and everything like that. You know, a lot of people, like, you go to some places in the communities, you got the Chinatown, Jewish people, they got their neighborhoods. You know, the, the, the Iranians or Afghans, they got their neighborhoods. You know, everybody got their own like, pocket neighborhood. We just got places that we live together at, but not places where we, like, run businesses together or, like, you know, or, like community hospitals or, like, you know, shops or, you know, stuff like that. We can support each other and everything like that. So, like, it's, most time we come together, it's when it's a tragedy instead of, like, when it's coming to, like, you know, celebrate. Well said, bro. So, you know, it's very unfortunate like that. And actually, like, segues like, another topic I want to talk about too is a big thing I've been seeing a lot, you know, that you know, I think with colorism going on too, like um I've been seeing a lot more lately online, like especially like What is colorism? Explain that to the people. Uh, colorism is basically like when you feel like because of your skin color you have certain advantages and disadvantages or not feel like but you do get certain advantages and disadvantages within, you know, your society. Like so basically like somebody who's seen as a lighter skinned person will have more opportunities versus somebody with a darker skin that's and, crazy, and everything man. like that. And a big like section of people that's been affected by this that like voice is low. But I started hearing it a lot lately. You know, asking black women feel like you know they they, they get affected by this the most, and they, they they it's to the point where like a lot of them feel like they get a lot of hate from like their their own men too, and I, and I, it's. At the beginning, I was confused. I was like, yo, what? I, I love dark-skinned black women. You know, I got no problem. But, you know, that's just speaking for me. And I'm trying to look around and see how they feel and everything like that. So I always talk to my sister, you know, because she, she, you know, dark-skinned black woman, you know. So I was like, hey. And she would explain it. And I talked to, I would try to read, you know, these forums and talk to whatever, you know, dark-skinned black women I could find. I'm like, yo, y'all really feel like this? You know, like, like, like we don't care about y'all and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, because a lot of them feel like, you know, we rather you know, mess with whatever other shorties besides them, yeah. or like, or, or they feel like, you know, the, they the, the Bickies. Yeah, or, or they feel like, you know, they'll support our cause, but we won't support their cause and everything like that, or like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's like a lot of, you know, arguments and feelings with it, and I'd be like, man, like, that's crazy, but like, you know, of course, I I definitely see it, you know, like, on TV and everything, like, we, we see that division, and it's like, it's just, I feel like it just caused even a bigger division. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, they put, you see on TV, you, you see a, a lighter couple versus a darker couple, or, the, the lighter mother versus the darker mother, you know, just, just like rapping on Fresh Prince and everything like that. Yeah, you know? they switched them up like, like from a like, dark woman to a lighter woman. Whatever families you see, like, or, and it's, and it's, and it's like that, like, or, or like, so, so, so I guess it's just seeing that representation inside. That's why a lot of people like that Black Panther movie, because, you know, so strong, dark skin people and everything like that. But, like, something like that, you know, cause a little division within us, and, like, so we can't even, like, agree on that. Because some people feel like, you know, uh, it's just in some of your minds, and some people feel like, nah, it's real, so... I mean, we gotta start getting on the same page about that too, you know, because it's, 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 it is a real issue, you know. So that's ex Sanders. He a light skin dude. <laughs> do you think, do you think you being light skin affect your life different versus to if you was dark skin? Um. Well, I've I've never been aware of that, but I've heard that before many times and stuff like that. When I was in Oakwood University, you know, what I'm saying that um, when you're a light skin pastor, you're more likely to get a job more than a dark skin pastor. 
but my mom is dark skinned, so um, you know, I mean, just my temperament, I never saw that, you know what I'm saying? Because I really was over, very overprotective over my mom, but I never really experienced that. So what mean, about women? Like, because I know, especially in the rap songs, like they 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 make it seem like they favor the red bone. I like a long. No, nah, but the dark skinned women is gorgeous. There's a lot of dark skinned gorgeous women out there. Course, All the queens and stuff like that. You feel me? They, 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 they out there, man. But it so. seems like the light skinned girls are promoted more than the dark skin, especially the, you, the you, exotic you, girls, you, like the mixed girls. You, you, you think even now, right? I think even now. That's I think crazy. now with like Instagram and everything, it seems like they promote the more exotical. I think they 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 call them like yeah, 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 racially ambiguous. They say like well, you can't really tell what what race they are. Stuff like that, yeah, you know. But shout out to the dark skin woman, man. Yeah. The darker you are, the, the 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 better that it is, and stuff like that. So shout out to them, man. You know what I'm saying? They're valuable. And I think what we have to do is we have, you know, once everything's set in motion, we just have to, you know, with the music, we have to promote that. We have to show the beauty of, of a black woman. You don't have to be shaking your butt and and twerking and everything like that. You could still, you know, be a beautiful. Um, dark skinned women, you know, covered up and everything like that. So I'm, I'm with all that 100% and everything like that. Mm. Me growing up as a dark skinned dude, I could say back then before dark skin was popular, like we we did catch heat. Um, we caught heat a lot. Wow. Like they'll they call us blackie, they'll, uh, they'll call tar baby, all type of stuff, you know? It's like, you know, it's funny, like with that too, like the people will be frightened, like, I never said nothing like that back then. Like, yo, yeah, I was. Like, it's all right. I'm like, if you was kidding, you were saying it. I mean, you said it, but like, you know, right. you, everybody make mistakes. You grow up, you change, but like, you know, don't front like the way you say it. But you know, like, like, oh, African booty scratcher or some next thing. You know, a lot of things, you know, they make fun of black kids. I remember I had a, a Dawson girl growing up in my class. Like, it's like seventh grade. People used to like shut the lights off and be like, yo, where is she? Where is she? And they turn the back, light, turn the lights back on, like, oh, there she is. I'm like, yo, y'all wilding, like, you know. But you know, it's unfortunate. Well, yeah, but I cut you off with you. No, no, you're right. Um, but even so, like I remember at one point, no one wanted to be with a dark skinned dude or a dark skinned girl. Like, oh, you, oh, you mad black, blah blah. Oh, you gotta put on gloves to eat some Oreos. You gonna bite your fingers? That's like, <laughs> like people used to say things like that. That's weird. That's crazy. I'm well, sorry. like they call you blacky. Like I used to be called blacky. Like, oh, oh, what's up, blacky? But now it seems like dark skin is in, like dark skin is popping. Everybody wanna be dark skin. <laughs> people be like, oh no, I'm not light skin. I'm brown. I'm brown. Oh no, I'm dark skin. I'm dark skin. Everybody want to be dark skin. I guess because now it's cool to be dark skin, but before it wasn't cool. And I feel like those are like self hate things that people judge you upon. Like, actually, even when with my daughter, like I remember when my daughter was born, I couldn't tell if she was going to be light or dark because she came out real pale, but then her ears were dark. And people were saying she was going to be the color of her ears. And I was like, all right. In a way, like, I was like, yeah, I would love a little chocolate baby. Like, she'll be cute. But then I know how society is, especially when it's against dark-skinned people. Like, it's, it's like the darker you are, the more they hate you, I could say. Because I feel like... Because I feel... From both sides, white and black. Mm -hmm. I feel like people fear you when you're real dark. They stay away. They think you're a troublemaker. They put all these stigmas on you just because you're dark. Because I guess that's what society and the media teaches them. So like I'm, I'm watching her like she's changing colors as it goes and I guess now she's starting to fall into her color but it's a mixture of the both of us but yeah like when they say if you're black and you know you get mad or like whatever they call you angry with it's a white person or lighter person and you're passionate you know you use different you know terminology you know just stuff like that or you stuff like that I remember like I like when I was talking to a light skin shorty back in the day like she used to say like you know. She felt like if she was dark and she wouldn't look good, I'm like, what would be different? Just your skin color would be different. Like, your face would be the same, your body would be the same. Nah, nah. And every time a girl would feel like, you know, she wouldn't look pretty as dark, the first thing I'd do is just show a picture of my sister. Like, do you think that she's pretty? They'd be like, oh, yeah, she's beautiful. She'd be like, yeah, that's my sister. Right, like, she's dark skin, right? Like, you acting like you can't find that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's everywhere. They did, bro. Yeah, like, you know. And then at one point, people was bleaching their skin a lot. Like that's crazy to me. Vibes Cartel made that cake soap song. Um, Sammy Sosa turned white. Sammy Sosa looks like a gremlin. Yeah, bro. He bugging, and he be, he be, he be trying to front like. 
tell her now. I don't breach myself. Like, yo, bro, if you do. We, we had a cousin. She came up to New York and she was black. She went to Florida, came back again. She was white. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. Nah. It was like, I'm not with that, man. <laughs> like, however you look is however you look, you know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I remember when I was younger, son, my mom used to give me, like, that skin bleaching soap. She's like, oh, to like even out your complexion a little bit. That's crazy. Because a lot of Haitians was on that meek stuff. If you Haitian, you know something called meek, M-I-C. Facts, Benry. We love our black queens, <laughs> Shout out to Bobby Brown. Bobby, shout out. Hold it down. <laughs> so I remember like my mom used to have the meek thing in the crib. And there's a lot of people that I grew up with when I was younger who was dark skinned that's light skinned now. I'm not gonna put you on blast, but it's a few neighbors. They change colors. Like how, how both your parents light skin now, and your kid still dark skin. I guess because your kid wasn't using that skin bleaching cream. But like, when I used that black soap or the cake soap, like all it did was make my skin uneven. It took years for my skin to even out. Like it's crazy. And you used to make the like around my eyes and around my mouth light. But then the rest of my face dark, so it looked like I had on a mask, and then people would call, would call me raccoon. <laughs> so like I had to get like that visibly even lotion to like even out my face, and I remember that. Like I remember that because my mom used to have that one lotion in the crib, like that skin bleaching lotion, and and that's all the time. Mad Haitians and Africans with skin bleaching, like their face would be red. And their hands be mad black. And there's still a lot of Jamaicans, Haitians, Africans that look just like that. And y'all know what I'm talking about. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Definitely, like, self-love that's missing saying that's all you do is preach love like why to what why why do you think there's such i guess a dire need i guess there's an there's a low amount of love in today's world i think number one because um the lack of god because god is love and also to um people um magnifying sin and, and wickedness mm. and um you know trumpism is out you know what i'm saying the swastikas are out that 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 could be the reason and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order for you to love other people, you gotta love yourself. And in order for you to love yourself, you gotta love God. So it's a ripple effect, 100% and everything like that. And the fact that it seems like more people love things instead of people. That's, but that's dangerous, man. Um, that's that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. We gotta do better. Yeah, exactly. But it it, it would seem that when people do talk about love and when they are vulnerable in certain situations, people call them soft perfect example was Drake and he received so much criticism he claimed that he wasn't hiding his kid from the world he was hiding the world from his kid because he said based on how the people talk about him and the way they treat him he didn't want his kid to deal with all that but he's a person that got rich off of telling about his emotions and the women that he loved and his relationships but people seem to like make fun of him so what you guys think about that I think he's a yo I think yo I think Drake is a great artist man Drake's somebody people like that album is fine. That 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 not everybody's a gangster. They might hate him outward, but they and, probably love and, him. And that's okay. I think he's a great artist. You yeah. feel me? He makes music for the world. Yeah. Drake yeah. say things that people are feeling but scared to say themselves. Like, exactly. Uh, so I mean, I give him his props for that. Give him his props too. I mean, so sometimes you know he be on his you know pettiness but you know besides that like when he's talking from a real spot he's talking from a real spot yeah, especially all. like relationship wise or films wise emotion wise so you know i mean that i remember reading the article that said like drake is one of those you know those romantics you know like so i, I could definitely see type three years go around the girl you know spit whatever type of g you just spit but like he'll be real with it you know like like, like that's the type of guy he is like that so i mean i you know i've been listening to drake for a minute and he's grown Everything like that, so the album is fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. 
So, I don't know. Do all right. Do you think he was wrong for hiding his kid, or do you think he has he had reason to hide his? I kid? think he had reason to hide his kid. I mean, I think he. I think I think the stripper thing was a dub, yeah, but it's a dub. Like, cause he he said like all oh, all oh, took it one time. He said he only saw it twice. I'm like, how you only see it twice and now you got to He saw it more than twice. Nah, yeah, I mean, he, all it took was one time, and it took yeah, one time. Like, so like you see somebody only two times. He probably know. he probably shot the club up more than one time in that night, probably. <laughs> but still, like doing that wouldn't would like no protection. And they had to hit raw too. Yeah, so, savage. He's wilding. But it's it's funny because he. Like, I mean, I, like DJ Academics, like, you want to do that. Oh, you yeah, Academics, dummy, right? But yeah, he was reviewing the album, and then, like, he was saying, like, yo, Drake was talking about not really a Debbie, but then another line, Drake was like, he only saw the kid, like, once. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so which one is it? And he's like, he got the em- empty crib and the empty crib. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, Drake is kind of messing up his story right now. Sorry. <laughs> like, that you know what I'm saying? And then he said, you know, uh, I guess he got, he got the kid like mad just for Christmas, but I guess he just met the kid this year. But I'm like, I'm like, man, so when did, when did Christmas come, Drake? Like, That's crazy. I, I don't know. But like, I, well, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, Drake, I don't think Drake's the type of dude to like, I think he's just more embarrassed. Yeah, that, like like it came out the way it came out. He probably yeah. looked at the situation too, because he was like he, he was saying like he used to get tired of his parents for like not being together and not and, and having a broken home. Now he's about to have the same thing too. So you know, yeah, sometimes it's trying to prevent your destiny. You, but the Bible talks about generational sin, yeah, like, and like generational curses too. Yeah. yeah, he's going so hard to prevent his future that he set it in motion. Like that's what he did. So I mean, as long as you're doing what you gotta do, to take care of kids. Like it seems like you're not trying to like. Push it down to the spotlight for the exposure and everything like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. him and the baby mom just gotta be cool. Yeah. From what I heard, they said that um, Kanye and Drake was in the studio, which makes sense because Drake did have a song on Kanye album at first. And then I, I guess Drake was being emotional, I guess because Kanye's emotional. And Drake told Kanye, and then Kanye went back and ran his mouth and told Pusha T. That's why Drake was saying that the real beef was with. Oh, he dissed him too the other day, the other day too. Who this who? I'm Drake. Drake this Kanye. Oh, he called them out, yeah. Oh. What they say? Um, I don't recall what he said, but I think the video's out and everything like that. The freestyle, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, like I heard that story too from from, from academics, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, <guess laughs> academics, you know I mean, like it, it's, I mean, it's still, it's like a conspiracy a little bit, whatever. But I mean, it could be true too, like. I feel like it's one of those situations where, like, you know, Drake played the track, and then, you know, Pusha is, is, is Kanye man, so Kanye probably just brought it up to him, like, yo, like, yeah, he's talking about, yeah, she's talking about his kid, like, like, where you got a kid, and then, so Pusha just went to Savage Bowl and just put it out, I don't think Drake meant for it to come out, I mean, Kanye meant for it to come out, or try to be like, yo, go kill him with this, but, like, I mean, it is what it is, I mean, like, I, you can see it both ways, I don't know if Drake told him, like, yo, it's a secret, don't tell nobody, or anything like that, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if that is how it happened, I mean, like, I mean, Kanye's my guy and everything, but, like, yeah, man, like, like he's he been having a uh, crazy year so far, so I, I don't know, man, he probably needs some help himself. So, yeah, so, like, so, um, like, <laughs> I think next time, man, I, man, come on, I gotta just drink coffee. Man. Yeah, we gotta get you a shot espresso. Shout yeah. out to Santa's for, for getting a job. The boy it works overnight, so, you know, he's tired right now. The point in those hours is grinding, you know. Yeah, facts. I'll definitely get coffee next time. So, so shout out to him for that, you know. Definitely. In regards to Pusha T, I think without that whole Drake this, he would he probably would not have sold any albums. Or he probably wouldn't be no buzz around his album because nobody think so? nobody was checking for no Pusha T. I mean, they had buzz because Kanye kind of announced all them albums in a row, so it was first. But like, yeah, I mean, like. Beat definitely helps it helps it out more promotion. Yeah, of I was confused when Drake first dropped that disc and it was like eighty percent of it was ain't that Kanye. I'm like, it, it looked like one of those things where like you got beef with some like a bully trying to fight somebody, but then you end up punching the weaker kid. Like I'm like, damn man, why are you throwing so much hits at Kanye? But I mean, they really got that that beef going on and it makes sense, I guess. And then, like then that other dude, um, that Prince guy, like was saying like, yeah, you know, like he stepped in and ended it and everything like that. So yeah, OJ Prince, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jay Prince from Rap A Lot. But the funny thing is about the whole situation, Drake was dissing Kanye the most, but Kanye wasn't really dissing back. But then they claimed that Drake had another diss track that was going to diss Kanye even more. And then Jay-Z ended up on Drake's album. That's cr- Oh! You know what I'm saying? This song is fire. 
Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, I guess that relationship between Jay and Kanye is pretty much over. Yeah, facts. I guess because he was saying basically like Kanye took it to a place where there wasn't no no coming back from, and I guess that's where the situation is at right now, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, guys. So I guess you have any closing thoughts, AJ? Nah, I mean, like I said, the project is out on every streaming service. We tell them what's the project called. Tell them your rap name. Tell them about the album. <laughs> tell them what's coming. Tell them where to find you. Tell them where to holler at you, man. Yeah, you know, the project is called Dow, <laughs> T-H-O-U. AJ Rom is my rap name. Uh, A-J-R-H-Y-M-E. Same on Instagram, Facebook, anything else, Snapchat, whatever. Yeah, yeah I want to link me on um, YouTube. You know, listen to that project. on every streaming service. It's on YouTube also. It's everywhere. Deezer, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Title, you know, everywhere, everywhere. So just stream that, listen to it, you're not gonna be disappointed. What's coming, some visuals, you know, gonna be making these moves, you know, and I got more music ready. I'm gonna keep making more music, anything like that. Anybody wanna connect with me, just connect with me. Facebook, AJ Noel, or AJ Ron on Instagram, just hit me up, you know, to connect, go network, and do whatever we gotta do. Um, Yeah, you know. Young Heater with the Beamer. <laughs> <laughs> Closing thoughts, Sanders. Man, it was real, guys. I love you guys. Let's keep grinding. Let's keep working, and let's keep supporting each other. And shout out to all my black kings, all my black queens. Know that the darker you are, the sweeter the juice. Mm -hmm. Right. You already know it's Pastor Kamo with the so so. That's right. All right. So, um, like I said, we always thank you for watching the Real Word TV. Shout out to everybody that's watching. Shout out to you, the viewer, because without you, we are nothing. Shout out to all the guests that are always coming through. Shout out to our guest today, Agagina Well. Shout out to my co-host Sanders that's always here with us. Shout out to you, the viewers that's always watching. Catch us on YouTube, youtube.com backslash C for channel, backslash the real word TV. Again, that's youtube.com backslash C for channel, backslash the real word TV. Catch us on television this Thursday at 4 o'clock. Info will be on my page or in the description of this video. And we'll be back here next week, 7.30. And catch us flavor in your ear. Share, like, drop a comment, post. You already know what it is. And we'll see you again next week. Um, if you want to donate to the show, www.gofundme backslash the real word. Um, that's www.gofundme backslash the real word. Keep us in your prayer. Keep us blessed up. Sanders, want to close out with a prayer? Father God, strengthen us and keep us in your presence. Keep us in your love and your bosom. And Lord, we thank you for those who are viewing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen, people. Pick up yourself. One love.